emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. I know you guys are enjoying our interview with legendary radio host Randy Miles. Tell us something that we don't know. A lot of people may not know also that Alex Haley was my cousin. Get out of here. (laughs) Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available on the Detroit Praise Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister, Michael Nemes. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter 
to you. Welcome to what we're calling the Two Preachers and a Basketball Edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. That's right, guys. We're talking sports from top to bottom, from start to finish on tonight. I got my good friend, uh, minister and sports enthusiast, Tierra Lewis, with me uh, during tonight's show. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a long show tonight. <laughs> But uh, I think it's one that you're going to certainly enjoy. Uh, we took uh, last week off. Uh, happy uh, Labor Day to everybody. I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. I enjoyed mine. Got some much needed rest. Uh, wanted to come back with a special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, we're calling it Two Preachers and a Basketball. My good friend, uh, Tierra Lewis. We both go to the same church, Greater Grace Temple, right here in Detroit, Michigan. Shouts out to Pastor Bishop Charles Haywood Else III on tonight. And uh, we're going to get into that. I want to shout out the Detroit Praise Network listeners. Those that are tuning in for the first time. This is a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I am your host. You can follow us on Facebook at thinking out facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show uh, on Twitter and Instagram at TOL radio host MSN or send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. I'm going to kind of make the intro a little short on tonight because we got a lot of ground to cover uh, during tonight's show, guys. So uh, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're talking sports from top to bottom. Again, with my good friend, minister and sports enthusiast, Tierra Lewis. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. We're talking the return of the NFL. We're talking the return of college football. We're talking the NBA playoffs. That's right on tonight. And we're going to give you a powerful thought of the week taken directly from uh, many of the NFL NBA and MLB players discussing the Black Lives Matter movement and the growing problem of police brutality in the black community. So guys, we got a full docket of things to discuss uh, during tonight's show. So I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. So don't go anywhere again. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast, and now available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit. Born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they missed me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears because fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms, the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. that you were insufficient who told you that you were a loser who told you that you were a failure who told you that you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value who told you that you to believe who told you that you were naked is a dynamic empowering and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have pastor nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the garden of Eden. you don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis but the discovery of the spiritual solution Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. All right, everybody, we are back on a very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling it the Two Preachers and a Basketball Edition. And I got a good friend of mine, a great friend of mine on the show with us on tonight. First, before I even do introduce my man, um, this is a show that um, 
is 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 his brainchild, but um, it's one that I've always wanted to do uh, on the show. I've talked sports before, but not the whole show. And so uh, him and I were talking a little while ago, and he gave me the idea, and we're going to try it out on this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But we always, him and I, talk sports all the time. Great friend of mine. I want to introduce to some and present to others my good friend, Elder Tierra Lewis. What's up, What's up, my man? Hey, hey, what's going on, Big Mike? How you doing? What's up? What's good, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm just trying to hang in here in these COVID streets, man. <laughs> trying to survive, trying to stay safe, uh, trying to be masked up, trying to get my six feet of distance, but it ain't working. I'm trying not to get violent with anyone, but I'm just trying to survive out here. God is good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hear you, man. I, I know I'm tired of these masks. I'm tired of, uh, I'm tired of the social distancing. All of this stuff is getting on my nerves. I was saying yeah. that to somebody today. Uh, we got to be screened. We walk in the stores. We walk into walk into work every day. Uh, I'm wondering when is all this going to end? I mean, you <laughs> know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm probably at my tipping point. What about you? Hey, man. Some got to give, but you know what? I, I'm just glad the gym opened back up. Uh, I was enjoying myself. It was just me and maybe two or three other people in there. Okay. But then, you know, I seen two of the young fellas without a mask on, and you know that ruined everything for me. You know? <laughs> but hey, hey y'all, keep me in prayer. I'm gonna be working out. I know being in that gym, you playing with fire, but uh, you know what? I, it, hey. Lifting that steel is therapeutic to me. You I know, working it. out gives me that energy and drive, you know? I get it. I get it. See what I'm saying, guys, man? We Sports is, you know, it's, it's in us, man. And, and, and Tierra's lifting. I've been jogging, uh, getting in about eight miles a week since March. You know, trying to get back in shape, and who knows, man? I think I might be might start lifting a little bit myself. Uh, you know, uh, so so maybe Tierra can help me out with that. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, we are excited about uh, the slate of topics we're going to be discussing tonight, man. We've broken them up into three segments, and we're kicking it off. Before the break, we talked about uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight. First of all, the return of the NFL. Everybody's excited about uh, the, the return of the NFL. You know, all the fellas are. I don't know about the ladies, but we are definitely excited about the return of the NFL, return of college football, and, and of course, the NBA playoffs. One thing's for sure, um, you know, we were – you know, we're, we're happy that sports is, were, is back, but we were not really sure about uh, how they were going to come back, uh, especially in this COVID-19, uh, you know, pandemic. And there were a lot of questions in the air uh, about that. But we're going to get into uh, the first segment about the NFL talk and, and kick it off with the games of note. And then we're going to come out of that talking about some of what happened uh, on the, uh, the, the opening night this past Thursday with the Kansas city chiefs and the Houston, Texas, but uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, the NFL. 
All right, so guys, on Thursday night uh, was the kickoff of the NFL, the Houston, Texas uh, Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs, Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but before I even get into that, man, ESPN tweeted out that uh, this past Thursday was the first time in sports history that the NBA, the NFL, the NCAA, the WNBA, and tennis all play, and, and the NHL all played on the same day. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and, and everything, I love it all, but the NHL could have took a back seat, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the NHL could have took a back seat. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I know oh, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to um talk about sports this this episode because of what ESPN tweeted out. But um I mean third from Thursday all the way until today actually we've had sports. We've had football, we've had basketball, so much to talk about. And again, Thursday night was the Houston Texas versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I mean I was hyped because I was really uh anxious to see how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to look uh, coming into this new NFL season. Uh, of course, they had fans in the stands, 16,000 people. I couldn't believe it. You know, of course, their uh, stadium capacity, I think, was somewhere around 79,000, but uh, they, they uh, ended up with 16,000 for social distancing purposes. But the game itself, man, was great. A lot of things that took place there we'll be talking about in a little bit. But what did you think of the game? I mean, Patrick Mahomes uh, was was otherworldly, man. I mean, he just came out. They, they looked like somebody said that Kansas City is already a Super Bowl caliber team. I don't know about Houston right now. I want to say all to be well with them. But this guy, Mahomes... He looks up. The Chiefs look unstoppable again. 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 Hey, it's great to see what he's doing. Right, right. You know, I hope he can hold it up hey, for the rest of the season. And I believe for the first time in a while, aside from the Patriots, the Chiefs may have a repeat in them. Ah, man. They, hey. I heard it. I mean, I don't see anybody beating them. This is the season to do it, really, because it's abbreviated, uh, no preseason. Uh, you know, if, if if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, they were just saying injury. Uh, if everybody stays healthy, uh, they got the they got the the, um, the they, they got the quarterback, they got the running back, they got the receivers, they got the team. Uh, that that can make another Super Bowl run. Next up is uh, the Lions and the Bears. You up? Uh, you up to here? First half. <laughs> First half. It looked like my boards. <laughs> Had turned the corner in life. Oh, wow. That's a big statement. They pump fake me again for the 30th time on the first game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they pump fake me. Hey, in the first half, you couldn't tell me nothing. It looked like 
it looked like we had it all going. It looked like maybe we might be a problem this year. It looked like, you know, maybe it's not the same old Lions. Hey, Patricia's been at what? This is his third year, right? Quinn, what, this is fourth, fifth year, something like that. Hey, a broke clock. Gotta be right twice in the day. Gotta be right sooner or later. So I figured this was the, the season and the game to be, you know, the second half comes. I'm watching your boy, Adrian Peterson, do his thing. I'm watching this guy a little bit kind of monstrous. And what was making me angry was when they were having me in for one run, you do his thing, bully, get his arms, and all of a sudden you send him back to the sideline. If you know Adrian Peterson, he runs as an engine. You got to keep feeding him. Right. And then he gets more and more explosive and he wears down the opponent's defensive line. Right. But we the Lions, though. But we the Lions. They sitting this boy down. You give Matt Stafford the ball. You do some, some dumb... Uh, Adrian Peterson just ran about eight yards on me. You do some dumb rollout. Some kind of... I wouldn't even blame Matthew Stafford. I blame the coaching staff for putting him in position. And we just totally... Uh, the whole drive is defeated right there. Mm -hmm. All right? Adrian Peter? Yeah, for him. So, I hope things turn around. Uh, I don't see it. There's no indication that anything can turn around for the Lions. And I got to give credit to the Bears for doing what they're supposed to do. Beat the SOL. Instead. Beat the same old Lions. Just be there on the field. That's what, that's what the Bears did. Okay, and I'm hearing that their fans are uber confident now. All right, they hung in the game, and I'm going to give them all the props in the world to stay on the field because you knew sooner or later the cowardly lion with Rear's ugly head. <laughs> wow, I agree with you 100%, man. Um, one thing the Lions did, they they um, they gave uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, um, uh, a uh, a present because you know his, his job was his job was in question. There were talks about him being benched for Nick Foles, but after that game on uh, on yesterday, I think uh, I think he's going to be the the Chicago Bears quarterback for the remainder of the season at least. I'm seeing some things that I've. Been Next up is the Pats, uh, not sorry, I'm sorry, the Bucks and the Saints, the Buccaneers and the Saints. It was the debut of Tom Brady, and uh, everybody's been wait was waiting for uh, this Brady versus Breeze uh, matchup. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the uh, New Orleans Saints in uh, New Orleans at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and the 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 the, um, the game. You know, was 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 very much hyped. 
You know, we were uh, there was a lot of talk about what Brady's going to do. Uh, is he a washed-up QB? Should he have retired already? I was thinking, and I thought about you yesterday. Uh, Brady did Le- a LeBron on him. He said, "I'm going to Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Florida. I'm taking my talents to Miami." <laughs> but then, man, you saw him, and uh, when the when they got up, when the when Breeze got up to like. Uh, I think it was they got up a couple touchdowns on them. The analysts were saying, you know, uh, is is it, you know, shit, you know, look, Brady looks like a deer caught in headlights. Um, he's looking like um, things are not going well for him in his debut in this Tampa Bay uh, uniform, number twelve, the greatest of all time. Should he have retired? Uh, they were saying the same thing about Gronk uh, as well. I think there was a joke. Uh, uh, about that, uh, about him being an old man out there running around uh, with a bunch of young, uh, with a bunch, bunch of young cats, he probably need to go somewhere and retire himself. But you know, uh, we all know that uh, Drew Brees uh, and the Saints ended up winning this game yesterday. Uh, Brees, I think, broke another record uh, for passing attempts in the NFL. Uh, so I mean, Brees is continuing to. Prove himself as a uh, a league leader. Uh, I think one thing he hasn't done, uh, according to uh, what they were talking about yesterday, the only thing he hasn't won is a league MVP, which is surprising. He has a, a Super Bowl. What? In- yes, he has never been a league MVP. That's right. Yeah. He's um he is a Super Bowl MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's broken all of these records, of course, but he's never been a league MVP. So maybe he'll get it done this time around but what are your thoughts uh, about the Pats I'm sorry I keep saying the Pats because of Brady but the Buccaneers the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints what are your thoughts about that game yesterday well looking at Tom Brady the man is what 43 years old um he's with a new team a new system right the wide receivers, I mean, you got it takes time to build that chemistry and timing. And again, he's 43 years old. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tell right now uh, concerning Tom Brady and, and the Bucks this year. But I am seeing an 8 and 8 in the, in the future. Okay, I'm seeing an 8 and 8 you know, for the Bucks. And that's what I totally believe as soon as I heard they were getting Tom Brady. I said, yeah, they look, that's going to be pretty 8-8 eight eight right there. So, as of now, I'm going to stick to that for now. Mm. Okay. Consciously waiting on that magic. I know I will with every Bucks game I see. I'm going to subconsciously wait on that magic to come. And the question is, is it going to come? But until then, 8-8 eight eight or worse. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's best. In New Orleans, you, you have to. Everyone should have known the Bucks was going to lose, so the spotlight was on how well will Tom Brady do in June. Okay, but it, it, it didn't do well. But you know what? I don't know if he did that bad either. He had two touchdowns. You know, he, he had regular Tom Brady like numbers. Tom Brady won't light it up all the time. He do just enough to get a win. That, that's him. Yeah. You know? And especially in his latter years, 
the older he's gotten, he's he's done just enough to to win, but it's been enough to win. You yeah. know, he has he he has the quarterback acumen uh, uh, acumen to to be able to see uh, read defenses and pick them apart. You know, in the uh, in the pocket and does, doesn't have to do a whole lot of running around the field in order to. Uh, telegraph passes to receivers in spots where only he can get the ball to, and that's the brilliance of Tom Brady, which uh, I I was really looking for, just looking forward to see in this Tampa Bay uniform. And he did show some of those passes. That I think there was a jump pass he threw, a screen pass that uh, really impressed me yesterday. Uh, but um, for the most part, I think it was Drew, Pre- Drew Brees who won this matchup yesterday. Of course, uh, with uh, this uh, with this matchup against Brady, we'll see what happens uh, down the stretch. But you're you're saying eight and eight uh, or worse, and I'm I, I I have to agree with you. I'm I'm actually thinking worse just because um, you know I'm thinking he's past his prime. This is somebody. Who um, we in the spotlight? I understand it, man. Just like Mike, uh, you know, he in the Wizards jersey. He wasn't the same Mike he was in a Chicago Bulls jersey. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking, you know, um, that it may end up being like uh, six and ten. Shout out to Saki for winning that oh, U.S. Man. Open. Absolutely. My goodness. Absolutely. Yeah, Naomi you know. Osaka. Yes. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. I was very impressed with her. Uh, just excited, man. And third was- Grand Slam. Third Grand Slam, second U.S. Open. Um, my thing about her, I really appreciated was her wearing the mask that had the names of uh, the, the 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 victims of police brutality on there. Brianna Taylor, uh, 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 Lando Castillo, uh, George Floyd, and several others that uh, names that she uh, she she debuted uh, during her, her you know her. Um, her games and you know big ups to her again i appreciate that shout out i'm sure that um you know uh those of you who are watching appreciate that as well because and i think it's a great segue into what we're going to talk about next the you know the black lives matter movement and how the nfl um and other leagues have uh embraced that movement um something happened uh, on the on Thursday, uh, the Houston Texans uh, during the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs game, that became a bit controversial. Uh, and before we get into uh, th- to that, I want to say this: um, that I really appreciate how the professional teams are um, are, are really supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, however, there was discussion about what the NFL was going to do. The NBA seemed to be the team that's been leading the charge with the Black Lives Matter movement and social justice and putting those uh, phrases and sayings on the backs of their jerseys and on the floor of, uh, of, the, uh, of the games and the players expressing uh, themselves doing interviews. And, and it just seemed like the NFL was not – 
uh, clear about what they were going to do. Of course, we know Cap- Colin Kaepernick is still not uh, uh, back in the league, and he's the one that I think really started this for a lot of athletes kneeling as a San Francisco uh, 49ers quarterback, uh, and and yet he is still uh, not being uh, rewarded with uh, a, a starting job anywhere in the NFL. And then before I kick it back to you, uh, the NFL uh, said they were going to play the Negro National Anthem to start the games of the first week. And I thought that was really kind of like disingenuous to me. You know, um, if you're going to do something, I think you should have done something a little bit more, um, you know, substantial than just playing the Negro National Anthem. Uh, I didn't even – I don't think I even watched – uh, the opening of those oh, games oh, because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really dialed in uh, uh, like that. I, I when I, once I heard that I got turned off because to me it didn't seem dis it seemed disingenuous. What are your thoughts? Well, they had Alicia Keys come out. They had Alicia Keys sing, and in the video as she's singing, you got Colin Kaepernick. So I'm on his knee and the wind blowing. Uh, with the NFL, just like the Lions are called, well, Baby Steps is okay with me. Baby Steps. Because, because the NFL, come on. They are the Make America Great Again. Uh... <laughs> The good old boy network. I'm talking about the ownership and then the right. heads of the NFL. They are traditional old school white American males. Yeah. That's who run, that's who runs the NFL. So you gotta go baby steps with them. And I think I was okay with it because I know who I'm doing. This ain't the NBA. This ain't that. <laughs> All right, this ain't Sterling. This, these are the good old boys, you know. Um, some of their family probably host clan meetings, okay? <laughs> hey, and I don't know. I, I wouldn't even call it a joke. Ah, uh, wow. You know? Yeah. And so baby steps. Um, I like the few things that each team is trying to find a way to – uh, express themselves in, in the NFL, allowing them to do it. Baby steps. I, I ain't got beef with the NFL right now after all the mistakes they made in the past. The NFL could have done something about a lot of what has taken place out here. You know, the way they handled Colin Kaepernick, they could have took advantage. They could have. Okay, so... But, but, you know, baby steps with them. But let's get on the – let's get on the opening. Yeah, so – Yeah, so um, the uh, Houston, Texas, and Kansas City Chiefs game uh, Thursday night, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs decided that uh, they were not going – no, it was the Houston, Texas decided that they were not going to take the field. Uh, Was it that – they one team decided they weren't going to take the field during the during the anthem. I think it was the Texans. One of those teams did, but 
and then they all when they, they joined forces. they joined when they they all came out to uh, all came out to center field after the national anthem together, and there was a moment of unity that uh, uh, the NFL had as their part of their opening. And there was a, a chorus of boos from the fans that were there, which was quite surprising to a lot of people. Um, we thought that everybody would have cheered and, and been excited about the fact that the NFL is acknowledging the Black Lives Matter movement, but that did not take place. And so uh, there was a lot of controversy around why that happened. I want to play um, uh, a response uh, from Ryan Clark, a uh, former uh, Patriot, uh, who uh, had some very interesting comments uh, to make about what took place. Take a listen. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, two black dudes that are the highest paid players in NFL history, decide... We're going to come together. We're going to come together for unity. We're going to come together to say that we are all in this fight for the same thing. We want everyone to be treated equally. We want everyone to have the same justice system. We want everyone to get the same rights and protections that are theirs by law. So we're just going to come together and do it. We're not going to kneel. It's not going to mess up the anthem. It's not going to destroy your day in any way. And then J.J. Watt says, well, we just came together for unity I don't really understand why people would boo. Well, I'm going to help him out. They're booing because you're doing stuff for black people. They're booing because you are saying that police brutality, social injustice against that community is wrong. That's why they're booing. Not because y'all linked up, not because white players are hanging out with black players and they see things the same way. It's about the thing you see the same way. It's about the injustices that they are incurring because of the way that this country sees a certain color of skin bothers them that you care. Because if y'all linked up for breast cancer, they're going to clap. If you link up for autism, they're going to clap. If you link up to pay homage or to say and honor veterans they gonna clap i know they're gonna clap because i've been there and i've linked up for those things but you linked up mm. to say that black people need to be treated differently that's the problem this was the kindest this was the most thoughtful this was the sweetest way to protest or to demonstrate that we've seen ever it almost, it's, it's almost like it didn't even happen. And people still boo that. That tells you the type of evil, the type of racism that is truly the fabric of this country and how it was built. It's not going to change, mm. and you're not going to change them. So these boys need to keep moving forward and keep fighting and keep standing because they are needed. So um, I'm going to kick it to you first, Tier. Uh, you've heard uh, uh, Ryan Clark's comments. They were quite uh, bold and, uh, uh, you know, about what his feelings were and why the fans booed. What are, you, what are your thoughts about uh, what took place on Thursday night and what the, the real reason behind the fans booing during the, uh, the moment of unity uh, during the NFL's opening kickoff? Well, you know what? I was going to go one way with this, but 
as you brought up the fact that the Houston Texans um, uh, didn't take the field during the national anthem. You know, uh, is it possible they were getting booed? The Houston Texans, not because of the unity or the lock and arms, but were you getting booed by the fans because you came out at the end of the national anthem? Uh, that may have played a part into it. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything from any fans yet or interview on anyone in the stands, but that may might have played a part. But on the other side, when you don't like somebody, or when you don't like something, you find any reason I mean, when you don't like somebody, any little thing they do, it seems to annoy you. It gets on your nerves. Mm. You know, you want to know when you're about to break up with with your woman? You want to know when you're about to break up with your wife? When either you mad at everything she do, or she got something that she mad at every little thing you do. You do. It, it, it is not the thing. The thing is not the issue. Okay, mm. the issue is deeper than that. Mm. So when when you see people locking arms and you hear this, all these booze, you kneeling was never the issue. They just simply don't like you. They just hey you. A black man better just entertain and bojangles and be on the stage for us. We don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Just keep eat, entertaining us, Negro. Mm. Okay? They don't... Society does not like to hear a black man or a black woman speak their piece. Mm. That gets under uh, the American society's skin. So... Maybe it was that. Maybe it was never had nothing to do about kneeling. And then all you, they was just finding excuses. You're just finding an excuse to argue against that. Mm. Argue against the reasons. Okay, it was never about that. You know, it just don't. That's how I feel about it. That's it a good. Don't want to hear us. That's don't a good point. Unity. What y'all like an arm smoke? Unity, you know what's getting under their skin now? You see a white man holding the Black Lives Matter side. It's getting mm. under society's skin. Okay. Now I seen one video. A white guy had the Black Lives Matter sign down in the stuff, down in the sticks. People driving by. You better get that out of here. You white boy, driving off. You know. Right, right. You just don't want to hear your period. All lives matter. Get, get out of here. You, they're just fine anything. If they don't like it, they don't like it. Right. And, um, you know, the, 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 the dynamic of the crowd is, you said this yourself, that you don't, you're not able to interview the crowd. The crowd is the crowd. I mean, you, you, you just have to kind of, 
uh, guess or, uh, uh, you know, you can take it, make an educated guess based on the context of what happened uh, and, and, and go from there on making the determination as to what you think the crowd's booze were uh, directed towards. And you said it could have been because the Houston, Texas didn't come out during the national anthem and yet they did lock arms with the Kansas city chiefs, uh, during the moment of unity, uh, portion, uh, you know, that is definitely a possibility. Uh, Ryan Clark's comments could have been, uh, correct as well, that regardless of what, um, you know, the NFL, uh, was doing in his mind, he thought that this was, uh, one of the greatest signs of unity uh, for our community that the NFL has expressed, and yet the fans did not seem to be pleased with that. Um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like still on the fence with, you know, what the fans were actually booing about. Um, although I, I do, uh, I do believe that uh, that the Black Lives Matter movement was a part of it. And I'm just not sure uh, at this point, you know, what it was really about. Again, the crowd is the crowd. Uh, you know, nobody wants to hear a chorus of booze uh, doing something like that. It didn't seem like that was going to be uh, a, a great soundtrack to this moment of unity that the NFL teams were having. However, uh, maybe it was that the fans weren't satisfied with, um, you know, this expression of this moment of unity. Maybe they saw through what the NFL might have been trying to do, which is uh, show some expression of unity. And I've seen and heard that before where fans collectively say, you know what, we, we see through this and this is their uh, way of, uh, of giving a signal to Roger Goodell, to the owners that we see this disingenuous uh, expression and uh, we'll raise you and show you what we really think of it. And, uh, and, and that could have been uh, what, uh, you know, what their thoughts were about it. But again, you can't interview uh, the fans collectively. You can really only take what they take, what happened uh, for what it's worth and make your opinions from there. Hey, you know what? We're, we're, these were season ticket holders, right? That were mm -hmm. at this game. Yes. Season ticket holders. Down in Missouri. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't saying, we see through this. <laughs> Well, guys, going to take a quick commercial break uh, with my good friend chopping it up, two preachers in a basketball, Elder T.R. Lewis. We come back, we're getting into a discussion of the return of college football. We'll see you on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
Demiri Graphics. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out Demiri Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiri Graphics. The people at Demiri Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiri Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiri Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial.
All right, guys, we're back on the two preachers and a basketball edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tierra and I have been chopping it up about the NFL in the first segment, talking about some of the uh, games of note. Uh, just want to throw in the Steelers are beating the Giants uh, 16 to 10 uh, on during this recording, this Monday night football game here. And we forgot to mention uh, the Green Bay Packers as well. Aaron Rodgers, man, they uh, he just, uh, you know, he did his thing against the Minnesota Vikings and my MSU uh, quarterback, uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry, Kirk, man. You got to do better, Doc. You got to do better. But, um, but yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we did not purposely leave him out, but we did talk quite a bit about a lot of the games that took place on yesterday. But in this segment, we're going to be talking about the return of college football. I'm excited about it. I know uh, Tierry is as well. Again, man, we were – well, it's one thing that we were really kind of – wondering about college football is how they were going to come back if they were going to come back if all the leagues were going to come back the divisions or conferences rather are going to come back uh right now it's the big 12 it's the acc um it's the um big 12 acc uh who else uh sec is is back the three conferences three power conferences and pac 12 and big 10 are still making up their, their minds on when they're going to come back uh, and uh, but we're going to kick off uh, talking uh, talking about the return of college football and uh, the Thursday night uh, slate of games or game rather the kickoff was Wake Forest versus Clemson. Uh, that game was uh, again more hype than actually um, <laughs> uh, football because. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers are way much, a uh, much, much bigger competition than Wake Forest could uh, could actually hold uh, hold court for. Uh, you and I both know that uh, Wake Forest, you know, is in the ACC, and uh, they're just one of the uh, schools that uh, you know Clemson just plays. Uh, plays with and this game really was much of that. I turned it on for a little bit, but I saw that it, that Trevor Lawrence was going to was just uh, you know uh, slicing them up like a surgeon. I mean, this dude standing in the pocket, throwing the ball, the catch, catching receivers left and right, and I don't know, man. Just the game got away from Wake Forest really, 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 really quick. What do you think? You know, you know I'm surprised that boy still in college. Yeah, he should have been gone. I thought he, in my mind, I thought he had entered the draft for some reason. <laughs> right. So, you know, when I seen his name across the screen, seeing him in the game, hey, what up? <laughs> so he should have left. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, be a guaranteed number one pick now. Um, oh, Clemson does what they do, huh? And And that's one problem I have with the ACC, man. You know, I know Clemson is, uh, you know, they are an elite, uh, they are an elite college football team. But the ACC is not a, uh, yeah, they're part of the Power Five Conference. But, you know, what other team in in, in, in the ACC can contend with, with, with Clemson? And I think to me, uh, for this to be the, the college football kickoff, 
it should have been more like Clemson versus Alabama, I think. It could have it should have been a non-conference game, although I do know they did they 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 cut out those non-conference games because of the pandemic. I just was just thought about that. That's the reason that's one of the major reasons why they didn't do the interconference or the non-conference uh, games. Uh, and because they used to, they they did that prior to that. They were, you know, Alabama would do a game against uh, the Big Ten, for example, as as a part of the home opener or as a part of the college football opener. So that's what I was kind of waiting to see. But then to see Clemson versus Wake Forest, uh, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, like you, you know, Clemson was Clemson was gonna do what they gonna do, and Wake Forest is just gonna be the battering ram. Uh, and, and which is what they were uh, on that Thursday night opening kickoff or opening, oh, yeah, opening night for college football. Yeah. Um, so the next game was uh, the, um, uh, in our slate of games to talk about is Notre Dame versus Duke. Uh, and uh, this game is Tier. This is you. This is uh, Notre Dame actually um, uh, is now part of the ACC. This happened, uh, I heard about this on Saturday. Uh, Notre Dame is now officially in the ACC. You know what? <laughs> you know what? And they had a pandemic to thank for that. We missed them. That's the Big Ten's fault. We missed them. Uh, opting out of the season because Notre Dame belongs in the Big Ten, period. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We missed them. That's on the big two. Wow. That's wow. So you think? Woo. That now that's a big. That's a bold statement right there. Wow. But but Notre Dame, hey, smart move though. They'll probably dominate the ACC. They will probably dominate the ACC. Yep. Now 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 just just going back to what I just said earlier. Like name, give me a team. In the ACC that contend with Clemson, now you got Notre Dame. Notre Clemson. Dame gonna there take you go. Care of that oh wow! Oh wow! Notre Dame, you know I respect the coach. I respect Tim Kelly. You know, uh, I respect how Notre Dame finds a way to get it done. I like teams like that. They find a way to win. They find a way to stay relevant. But, you know, uh, that game being 27 to 23, maybe Kyle Williams, maybe it's the pandemic, you know, or maybe Notre Dame may be on the downslide. Yeah, I'm going to have to choke it up to that. Right now, just gauging off of that game. I'm looking at Notre Dame having an 8 to a 9 game winning season. And oh, okay. I was just getting ready. Oh, wow. I was just getting ready to uh, to to say that uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at Notre Dame's schedule now, um, and I didn't see Clemson on there, but now I do. I see Clemson on there. Everybody, market calendars for November the seventh. November right, the seventh. Notre Dame versus Clemson, seven thirty. That's going to be on ABC. You know that is. And uh, and you say you're not marking yours? Not right now. This Duke game is a sign of things to come. 
they're gonna get destroyed by Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, you talking about cobwebs? You talking? You talking about the future then? Yeah, okay. okay. For this season, okay. For this okay. game, yeah, yeah, okay. If, All right. If if this Duke game was an indication of who Notre Dame will be this season, yeah, Clemson all day. Now. Well, actually, the that you know, this is a great segue into what we're you know, what Tierra and I were talking about with the, the conferences not all being back, and us having a possibly having to put an asterisk on this season because some teams started uh, last week, and then you got some conferences wanting to start up maybe next month. Uh, the Big Ten being one of them. So uh, came out on uh, a tweet yesterday. I saw this article, Big Ten Conference, uh, back October 17th. And I read the article, and what I discovered is that the Big Ten is planning to take some time to decide. Uh, their board is coming together. The pre- college presidents uh, are going to come together again to vote. And um, the uh, the article said something like, uh you know, there were only three teams in the uh, conference during the first vote, Penn State uh, being one of them, Ohio State being the other one. I'm not sure what the last one was at the moment, but uh, those two wanting to play and the other uh, uh, the other uh, 12 or so teams in the league deciding not to play. Uh, so here we are. The Big Ten is now going to make up their minds and decide based on what happened over the weekend. Uh, so what are your thoughts, man? I, 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 we, you and I were tweeting. Well, you and I weren't tweeting, but we were texting back and forth. <laughs> I hope we ho- both hope that the, the Big Ten folds and decides they're coming back because college football is not the same without the Big Ten. Uh, you know what? It's hard for me to really dial in on college football without my Big Ten. Big Ten is the nucleus. That's the centerpiece for me regarding college football. Every, me too. The rest, the rest of college football is just icing on the cake for me, but I need the Big Ten. Uh, I hope they fold, and I would be surprised if they didn't fold. And I believe this so called revoke is because they feel the pressure. Mm. Big Ten thought that everyone was going to follow suit. Those dirty boys down south said, ah, nah, we're playing football. Okay, um, that shows you the influence or lack thereof that the Big Ten has lost over the years. You know, a lost influence where most of the college landscape said, all right, see you later, Big Ten. (laughs) Y'all do what y'all want to do. Right. You know, um, I hope they fold for selfish reasons only. Okay. The health issue is serious. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to downplay that. The risk is for real. I am not going to downplay that. But my selfishness 
as a fan is speaking. I want those boys to play. All right. Uh, a little robot <laughs> robot to take care of a, a little bit of Rona. Okay. <laughs> robot you know, guys take care like of Rona. me. Yeah, people are my age, yes. Okay, the coaches, yes. Uh they should be uh, very concerned. But as far as those young kids, they are testing positive at these colleges and they are showing no symptoms. Okay, it's very rare that the, uh, these college athletes are even having symptoms. Okay, right. so you know, yeah, it's risky. Yeah. If I wanted to be responsible, I would call a season off time for responsible. You know, it's pressure out here. You lost some recruits for sure. Oh, no doubt. You, you lost them already. Okay. I believe them, them uh, calling off the season, it hurt the conference as a whole. I expect the conference to take two steps back off of missing a, a week or two. Okay. I, I expect that. You know, ACC, the SEC, I believe they are getting the upper hand in this. And, and Notre Dame playing, didn't, uh, that hurt us. Yeah. And, and Notre I, I, Dame not folding, that hurt. Come back. So if, if, if anybody Mel Tucker, Coach Mel Tucker, you we follow each other on Twitter. We want you to come back, man. Please come back. We want you all to play. I miss I miss Michigan State football. Tierra misses Michigan football. We 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 want you all to play. We want you all to we, we want Michigan uh, to lose to us. We want Michigan State to beat Michigan. He wants Michigan to beat Michigan State. You know, we want to see that matchup. We want to see Penn State. We want to see Wisconsin. We want to see Iowa. We want to see the Big Ten be the Big Ten. So um, uh, we're looking forward to it. But my question, though, to you, Tierra, is – in, in lieu of all of this that's going on, uh, what? How would you? Um, how how do you uh, put this this college football season in con in its prop in its context? Because you know this COVID nineteen pandemic has has really changed the landscape of of not just sports but but everything and the way we do everything and and now particularly with with sports and with college football you know the ultimate prize is the national championship of course you have your conference championships how do you think all of these things are going to change uh you know as a result of these leads coming back you know a month into the season or, you know, is the season going to be longer now or is it going to, you know, how is that going to translate into a national uh, 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 prize or a national championship, if you will? What do you, what are your thoughts? Mike, I'm clueless. <laughs> no non-conference no non games. It, it, you, you know what? It'll be a miracle if we can finish this season. Mm. Yeah. It'll be, to me, it'll be nothing short of a miracle from God and the mercies of God <laughs> that this season even finishes without even a finishes. big old without a yes. big old yeah. explosion of Rona. 
<laughs> yeah, you know. I would be surprised with it not being in a bubble system, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of hard for me to see how this would shape out. There's too much money involved. Uh, for them to not me, to play. For me, you know, uh, as far as saying, will, will, will this start with the cutting down of the uh, games? I would be shocked. It's too much money. College football makes money. It, it gets the ratings every game. You could be every playing game. Oakland Community College. <laughs> you know, I'm tuning in. Right, and right. You got, I'm going to tune into those games. You know, the more games, the more money. And that, hey, this NCAA is a machine. It's a, uh, college football is a machine that helps finance these universities and these establishments. It's a machine, so I'll be, I'll be quite surprised if if this ends up leading to truncating the season. Mm. You know, that's for one. I will be surprised if we have short seasons. Um, I'm looking for longer seasons once they implement the big dance of college football, the tournament. <laughs> We're going to take our next break of the night, and we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, man. This is uh, something I'm excited about. I know my good friend, Chier, he's licking his chops over here. Can't wait to get into the NBA. We're going to be talking about it on the Two Preachers and a Basketball edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we're going to take our next break. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. All pro football player Derek Mason on Jay Z in the NFL. Jay Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture 
of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who, if there's someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him, like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. One day, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah, comedy is always my first, my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years. Um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501c3, called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just going to take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process of forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. All right, guys, we are back. And on the two preachers and a basketball edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my good friend, Tier Lewis, man, him and I have uh, just been having a great time chopping it up about the NFL uh, and the NCAA, the return of sports in general, man. It's just an exciting time amidst all of this talk about COVID-19. Never thought that we would get to this point. Uh, sports itself was really 
up in the air, uh, you know, and, and, and in this segment, we're talking about the NBA. And just before we get into that, my mind just went back to uh, the, 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 the actual shutdown of the NBA uh, amidst the COVID-19. And I was watching, uh, man, I'm trying to remember the game actually that I was watching when the NBA decided to cancel uh, the game and ultimately postpone the season. I, I, I almost, I, 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 a tear. I think I felt a tear <laughs> come down my cheek, man. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> this is serious right here, man. This, this, this is. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I, I have to admit, man. I think I, I think I, I cried a little bit. What, what, what about you? Oh. I was upset, but you know what? I went straight to YouTube and iTube old classic games. And I think yeah. I may have seen them all on YouTube, you know? <laughs> you know, fiending for some basketball, fiending for sports. YouTube has been my answer in yeah. classic games, you know? And... Uh, right now, I think this has been a great era for the NBA. Um, where you where you you dial in on the regular season now? The NBA has figured something out. They figured out how to keep up drama in the off season. Mm. They figured out, and maybe by accident or just social media, all year long is news. It's gossip. It's rap battles. It's always something in the NBA going on, you know, uh, Twitter, Instagram. And, and, and so that builds up a lot of drama for the season. And, and right now, to me, NBA has become must-watch TV, and they're an excellent job right now, an excellent job on presenting the NBA in this pandemic era. Excellent job. I'm highly entertained right now. I completely agree with you. And hats off, I've said this in several shows uh, leading up to this one, uh, hats off to Commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, I think mm -hmm. he's one of the best commissioners uh, in pro sports right now with what he yeah. is doing with the NBA, uh, the whole bubble uh, system that's in place there in Orlando. Um, I think is a a, a, a mark of a stroke of genius, uh, and and even when the idea for no fans in the stands uh, came out, I was really disappointed because you want to have that fan experience when you're watching the game, even if you're not able to be there. You want to be able to at least yeah. feel like you know the fans are there. Uh, yeah. And the NBA has done that. When I watched my the first time I turned it on, and I saw the LCD screens around the around the uh, the the court with the fans being zoomed in, I thought that was a stroke of genius. That was uh, yeah, 
brilliant. That was a, it was brilliant. And then the camera angles, you know, it doesn't look like the it doesn't look like the stadium's empty. They're piping in fan uh, uh crowd noise. Uh again, the fans are still able to participate and be a part of it. Uh and then the integration of social justice uh uh, uh social justice into all of this with Black Lives Matter uh painted on the floor and oh. inscribed wow. on the jerseys Ooh. and the players themselves having uh the Black Lives Matters on, uh, on their warm-up uniforms. I, I Man, I was getting chills watching those games because it really felt like the NBA got it right. They, 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 they got it right. Adam Silver again. Yeah. Hats off to him, uh, to Chris Paul, and uh, who's the president of the players' uh, union. There, uh, I think they've done a tremendous job. Uh, and LeBron James, another. Uh, he, I, I'm not necessarily a fan yeah. of his, but I, I am a fan of his because he just uh, had to he, put that out. Yeah, there. right, right. <laughs> but, um, but he is definitely, um, but someone that is on my radar when it comes to social justice. It's Issues. He is always in the mic talking about Black Lives Matter, and 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 I'll say this, and I'll throw it to you. Um, when they said that uh, they were going to cancel the season, the rest of the playoffs uh, after uh, the uh, the the young man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was shot seven times, uh, and um, and. The uh, was the Clippers and the Lakers decided they were going to cancel the season, and I said to myself, "Now that is powerful because they're showing the world just how much a black life matters. Yeah. If you want to know the value of a black life, we're going to show you. We're going to show you by canceling the rest of the playoffs." And I said, "Wow, you you th- that's a statement in and of itself." Yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're we're but but of course they decided to come back and play. But the fact that they were able to put their cards on the table and say, "We're, we're we are going to cancel the NBA season because of what's going on in the in in the community and the world around us that 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 this needs to change, and we're going to use our platform to do that." Uh, is remarkable. What What are your thoughts on that? You, you know what? I want to thank uh, former President uh, Barack, mm. Obama Barack, for calling LeBron James <laughs> and telling him, hey, y'all go back to playing the game. <laughs> y'all go back to playing <laughs> Hey, I didn't know that. Call, call me whatever you want, <laughs> but I'm consistent. If I want to see the Big Ten play during, in the Rona era, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see the NBA play during the protests. Get out here! <laughs> yeah, I need my basketball. I, I can't. Couldn't go to amusement park this year. Couldn't take my kids over to Orlando this year. Couldn't do no Disney World. Couldn't go to water parks this year. Couldn't do nothing. (laughs) Give me my sports. Give me your sports. So, you know, uh, when they 
decided to sit out those the game, a game or two or three or four, good. You made your statement. Okay. It made America look. Now get back out there, play, and still make your points. Okay. And shout out to the black athletes of this generation. Mm. The millennial black athletes. Shout out to all of y'all. They are some little Muhammad Ali's. This has been the best generation of black athletes that stand up and not forget about your community. Right. I, I respect that. And so I couldn't judge the athletes when they said they'll, they'll return back to basketball. I couldn't. No. You did what other athletes didn't do, didn't do. throughout history. Right. You, 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 you're doing your job, but it is up to our political leaders to carry on. You did your job as an athlete, you know, and they're, and they're doing their job right now. Shout out to the, to the black athletes. I, I, number praise from me. I'm not going to be one of those ones criticizing them. Well, they should have did this and they should have did. No, no, they're doing a lot. You know, you, you punching in your nine to five every day. Right. You make about Absolutely. $10 an hour, you ain't never walked off. <laughs> right. You ain't getting on your knee for nobody. Ain't even thinking about it. You ain't talking about um, a black person got shot, I ain't coming in to work for much. Not, not happening. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Well, they shouldn't have put. Why don't you stop going to work for a few months, dear? <laughs> All right. Shout out to the black athlete. N- nothing but love for me. Number love. Absolutely. Well, let's get into this playoffs talk, man. A lot has happened within the past few days. We're going to kick it off talking about the Lakers ousting the Houston Rockets. Hey. The Houston Rockets are gone. They rocketed out of here, man. What are your thoughts on that? Let me tell you something. The Lakers, they kind of remind me of a Larry Brown team. The Larry Brown Pistons team. And what the Pistons were able to do in the playoffs, they will figure you out. Mm. They will figure out the team and then they destroy you. Mm. And Phil Jackson said that. He noticed that about the Pistons. Like, they sit, they study you, they figure you out. And destroy you. That came from Phil Jackson. And they'll use that against you. And I'm noticing this with the, the Lakers. So I'm going to have to give the coach a lot of credit. It's like they, they figure out what to Frank do. Logo. They may and they may lose a game, filling you out. But they figure you out, and they smash you. That, that looks... At first, I didn't think they were a championship team. I thought they would be gone in this Western Conference Finals. But the way they're figuring teams out, it, it reminds me of a championship team. And then destroying you after they get a hold of what you're doing. Mm. This team, it looks like the eye test is telling me, even though I picked the Clippers in the beginning of the season, and I had picked the Clippers during these playoffs, but my eye test is telling me something different. Uh, excellent job of putting the Rockets away. 
I thought the Rockets had a seven-game chance, at least pushing it seven, six, seven games. They destroyed the Rockets. The Rockets, who are a good team and surprisingly a, 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 a very good rated defensive team, they got destroyed. Now, I will, um, you know, I, 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 I'm going with you halfway with the Lakers and the Rockets. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship, uh, but I, but I am impressed with uh, how they have been handling their opponents so far, um, and 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 they, they, they've taken their weaknesses, and um, which is not having a bench. You know, uh, and you know a lot of uh, a lot of the offense going through LeBron. You know, but taking the, they they have a they got they have a young team that um, their, their players are stepping up, and when they all are playing, they're they're a formidable opponent for any uh, any team that's left. So I'm not going to take take uh, take that away from uh, take that away from them. However, I don't think that the Houston Rockets are as good as uh, they've been billed to be. Um, That's because the Lakers made them look like they ain't that good. <laughs> they've been, but, but to me, they've been that way even before Re- Russell Westbrook came to uh, Houston. They looked like right. that when Chris Paul was there. You know, they seem like they can't get out of their own way. James Harden is a good point guard, but I think a lot of the offense runs through him and uh, not enough of it, not enough of it is is uh, is through other players and they just can't seem to get out of their own way. They're a good team, but uh, James Harden is not, I mean, he's a scorer, but at the end of the day, to me, if, if, all, if all that's said about your career is that you scored a lot of points, and you won a league MVP, but you don't have any championships. Then, to me, what was what was it all? What was it all for? Because I go back to when James Harden played for the uh, um, OKC. Uh, OKC, and OKC could have made it to the finals, but they messed it up in the Western Conference. Uh, um, I'm sorry, they made it to the finals, rather, but they they choked big time. Uh, against the um, uh, the the the, the, uh, the heat in the finals, the heat, right? The the heat. I mean, they were they were killing opponents in the West, and and West Westbrook, Durant, and Harden were a formidable threesome that could not be defeated. But Harden disappeared in that uh, series against the Heat. And I will never let him off the hook for that. And he's he never always appeared. been that way. He's he never always appeared in the playoffs. He never appeared. And and and, and it's just been the same way ever since. He he wanted he left to, to, to become the star in Houston. He put the team on his back and he does that during the regular season. But Harden disappears in the playoffs. And you can look at his numbers. You You can look at uh, what the team does as a as a unit in the playoffs, and this is more proof of that, more evidence of that, in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I was never a big fan of Harden. I seen, uh, I could see through that. He was just a, a regular season guy to watch. 
Lions make buckets, but um, as far as a player that has uh, that possesses the intangibles, he, he lacks intangibles, or if he does have them, the coaches aren't putting him in the right spots to succeed with these intangibles, or he doesn't use them enough that coaches can get a grasp of what to do with him instead of just him bringing the rock up, dribbling, and step back shooting, or pass off, or drop to get a five, you know. Great players, I say it all the time, great players make other players great. And James Harden has not made his players great. He doesn't have that it factor to him, but he can make buckets. But the it, it factor, he does not have. He does not have it, nope. Does not have it. Now, we talking about the, uh, the NBA playoffs. We talked about the Lakers and uh, the Houston Rockets. Now, the Clippers, the Clippers... And the Nuggets, man, the Nuggets have made this a series. It looked like the Clips was going to uh, end this series, but the Nuggets uh, said that, you know, we have something to say about this. So it looks like the Nuggets and the Clippers are going to have a game seven. And, uh, and we are, you know, I'm on the edge of my seat now. Like, what's going to happen next? Because it, to me, was a foregone conclusion that once Kawhi Leonard left the Toronto Raptors and went to the L.A. Clippers, that L.A. Clippers were going to be guaranteed to make the Western Conference Finals at the very least. Uh, and this, this young man, I'm following him, and uh, I was saying that if he did, in fact, make the make not just the Western Conference Finals and make it to the NBA Finals and win the NBA championship. In my opinion, he would be one step above LeBron James because he did something that LeBron hasn't done, and that's win a championship on both coasts. He won a championship in the East and he won two championships in the West. Hey, man, that hey. is disrespectful to hey, put him I'm, in the same league. I'm, as I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, everybody's finding out what LeBron does is easier said than done. We were, I'm here seeing it right now. We're seeing it right now. Yep, we're seeing it, it right now. It is easier said <laughs> well, LeBron, he, well, he was out east. There no. And, here, and here's what I'll say about the Clippers because they got Paul. They, you know, it's all about your supporting cast. And I don't have a lot of stock and faith in Paul George. I didn't like him when he played for Indiana. He disappeared in the playoffs. He reminds me in some ways, I wouldn't say of James Harden because James Harden is a score, more of a score than Paul George. But yeah. but Paul George, you see him, he disappears. He almost becomes invisible in moments during the Paul playoffs. Paul George is a middle of the pack kind of star. I, I think we look at him a little bit too high. Then he, a, should, then he should he's be. He's above average. He can get you some buckets, kind of star, but he ain't that. Okay. He was brought. He, he was. He, he was brought to the Clippers like this is going to be the threesome, just like the Heat was in Miami. And Paul George, you know, he's had his moments, but to me, it's been Kawhi Leonard that has put the Clippers on his back. So we'll I'll see. I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you about the Clippers. 
they ain't look good in the playoffs to me. And I've been saying since the first round, the Clippers need to tighten up. And I'm starting to wonder if Porzingis was healthy in that series, I'm starting to wonder, would the Clippers even be here right now? Would they even make it to the second round? Oh, you couldn't wow. stop. You, this so-called defense that they were supposed to have, you couldn't even stop Seth Curry. You couldn't even stop his mid-range game. You had no answers for Trey Burke. He did whatever he wanted to on Kawhi Leonard. So I'm skeptical now. And now Denver has just brought, exposed it all. Yeah, Mind they have. Denver is, they have a squad. This is a good team from top to bottom. Gary Harris from Michigan State. Said, this is not a fluke. They got a team. They got a squad. I thought they were ready last year. I was surprised when they lost to the Trailblazers last year in the playoffs. I thought Denver was ready to make noise last year. Oh, it'll be a miracle if the Clippers win game seven. I'm seeing the the experts are now saying it's Denver's game. It's the Nuggets to lose. Mm. The how? My how how the tables have turned. Have turned. (laughs) You know what? They the Clippers ain't all that. They can't handle uh, guys who can create with the ball, which Denver has a few of. Right. Yeah. Which if you get past the Nuggets, I'm looking for uh, Tyler Tucker to get a lot more playing time against the Clippers. This is the rookie for the Lakers. I'm looking for him to get a lot more playing time because he has an ability to put the ball on the floor and create his own shot. Something KCP and, and Green, those guys are more catch-and-shoot type Dan of guys. Green, yeah. Caruso's more, and, and Caruso's more. Coming on screens. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Clippers may be able to defend that, but... And I'm looking for Tucker maybe to come in. And I, I want to get on Tucker if I can for me. This, yep. this is the rookie for the L.A. Lakers. Now, here, here first. This kid may be a star. I think the Lakers found a hidden gem. Mark my words. Barring injury, he's going to be a star. <laughs> He can put the ball. First off, his defense is great. Second off, he has forward moves to the rim. It, it seems like he can just drive to the hole. He has a monster Euro step, and he has a solid three-point shot. And he can score off the dribble, and he can create shots. This guy, uh, and they, you know you find a gym when you throw a rookie in that only played about seven games. You throw him in early in a second-round playoff game, and you give him a green light on offense. That means that means this guy has some talent to him. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to see big things out of him. The Clippers, my eye test is telling me they're not good enough, and if they do... Make it past the Nuggets, which I highly doubt. 
I think butt oxes are going to be tight in game show. <laughs> tight. <laughs> and, and Kawhi, he's a pressure cooker. Yeah, Kawhi, he'll probably shoot 100% in game seven. Okay, he doesn't feel anything. No. The rest of them? He a machine. You talk, the rest of them, though? Tight. Maybe Morris might come through, but that's about it. I'm expecting a game from Morris and Kawhi. That's it. I, I'm looking for Jamal George. Brick City, but hey, I, I could be wrong. But, but I've seen Brick City. But I've seen Kawhi do it by himself. I've seen Kawhi do it by himself. Well, my thing is, Denver, these guys can score from everywhere constantly, and it comes in, in and it comes yeah. relentlessly. And, yeah, it comes in and, and that's how they, that, that's how they're beating. The Clippers might just be a little too old. Denver or Doc Rivers was scrapping too much. He was paying too much oh, scrap for Lakers. Doc Rivers did sitting there at the Lakers game watching Lakers in Houston. Should have been watching continually Denver. looking at the tape of Denver. Yeah, and your rotations are off. The team loses steam in the whole second half. They out of steam. So if they don't come with a big lead in the first half, I'm talking about 25. I think the Nuggets get it done. I don't think the Clippers can can match with them in a tight game. I think Clippers, uh, uh, the Nuggets in the end in the fourth quarter, they got the young guys, and these guys can score off the dribble. It it doesn't matter. You ain't stopping your kids. Uh, I think it better not be tight or Nuggets. And the Nuggets, they scare me against the Lakers, not the Clippers. Mm. The I Nuggets can't. scare me. Wow. That's, That's an interesting matchup. The That's a matchup. probably don't want to get into. probably want to get into. Yep, you might be right. You might be. You almost convinced me that, uh, that, that, that the Nuggets might be a better opponent uh, against the Lakers than uh, the Clips. Even yeah, though that's the, funny. even though that's the team that I wanted to to, to see. I mean, a lot of people want to see the L.A. Clippers versus L.A. Lakers, and and this is the big screw you to the Lakers because for so long is the Lakers have been above the Clippers, and you know the Clippers have been visitors in their own arena uh, for you know for a long time, and now this would be the opportunity for the Clippers to flex their muscles against. Their, uh, their 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 bigger opponent, but if they don't get things done, they might not have an opportunity. Even if they get the opportunity, I'm gonna tell you right now, I've seen enough. The tape is out, Mike. It ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Clippers, Clippers will be lucky to get six games with the Lakers. It ain't gonna happen. Guys, you I've heard seen it. enough. You heard it. I've seen enough. The way the Lakers are playing, they're clicking. They're clicking the way they did right before the shutdown happened. And Rondo is, he is playoff Rondo. Wow. It, it would play off Rondo there without a Brad. Uh, we can get on Bradley enough for the day. I need to go off on him, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But well, yeah, last- it's not 
now we, we'll, we'll turn our attention to the East because um, the Eastern Conference Finals have been uh, uh, have been been finalized. The, the, the matchup is there. Boston eliminated the Toronto Raptors, uh, and uh, the Miami Heat took care of uh, the. Um, uh, the name escapes me right at the moment. They were playing. Uh, the Miami Heat were playing the the Bucks, the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. I said we can get them out the best team in the NBA. Oh my God! Yeah, Anta Anta Gopo. Um, but yeah, the Miami Heat took care of the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Boston Celtics put away the Toronto Raptors. So uh, it is now the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And man, those are well. I kind of, I, I have to admit, Boston is a team that I, I kind of expected to make it to the finals, the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. I was expecting to see them play Milwaukee, like most people were. But I, but Miami de- definitely surprised me. I didn't think Miami would be there. Uh, but I'm looking at them, man, and you know, I have to say that uh, they're they they've surprised me. Uh, their coach, their, their coach is good. Uh, he's got two championships under his belt, and he's proven yeah. that he wasn't just a LeBron figurehead. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't just a, a, a stopgap or a coach that, you know, was just there uh, to be there. But he has staying power. He wasn't fired after LeBron left. He stayed there, and he's turned Miami into a contender in the East. And here we are. It's Boston, and it is uh, the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I have to tell you, man, I like Boston. Boston is scrappy. Uh, I, I, I like Tatum. Uh, he is turning into a star. I like. I love Kimber Walker. I mean, they, in some respects, kind of remind me of the Denver Nuggets because you got players that can create their own shot. You got uh, Kimber Walker uh, and, and 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 Tatum. And uh, even Marcus Smart, uh, I'm not a big fan of his, but he can shoot. He can shoot. This guy can play, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Marcus can, Smart is a great two-way yeah, player. He's a, he's a, he's he's proven to be. He's in big to be games, in shoot. big games, exactly. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a good matchup. What you think about that? Hey, hey. First off, man, let me get on. Let me get on Jimmy Butler. Okay, Jimmy this Butler. Guy, right, right. I didn't mention him at all, but yeah, Jimmy Butler from the Heat, man. Yeah. This guy has demanded respect from me. Demanded. I like his game. Uh-huh. I, I thought he was okay in just overhyped, just an okay score. Right, with the Bulls. He hangs with, with James Harden, doesn't he? Butler has the intangibles. Mm. He is the intangible. He is the intangible package, okay? Like, uh, like uh, the Kane, like Kane James. <laughs> he got intangibles to the Kane. You need more than score. You need more than just scoring. Uh, Butler has the intangibles. If he ain't scoring good, he's doing his lead. He's making the defensive plays. Right. He's running the offense. If he, and then don't let him start scoring and take over. And when he takes over in the, in the fourth, it seems like nothing but good things happen. This guy just 
It's like he walks around with a four leaf clover or something. But mm. This guy has the intangibles, and the Heat to me, they've been balling all season. Okay. I remember telling some friends, like, you know what? The Heat looks like a problem. The mm. East, just everybody in the East looks like a problem. Uh, from Philly, Milwaukee, the Heat, Boston, the Raptors, they all look like contenders to me. And so what scares me about Boston, to me, the only reason Boston won that game, game seven, was because Spicy P, Siakam, Pascal, Pascal Siakam was a walking turnover machine. I don't know what he was doing out there. Uh, you know, uh, it was a bad series for Siakam. Uh, I felt he was forcing the issue when he didn't need to. He needed to just pass that ball out to, to better shooters and better scores on his team. He didn't do it, so every time he touched the ball, it seemed like it was a turnover in the clutch, uh, bad shots. And Boston was able, they, they capitalized off of Siakam mistakes in the last few minutes of that game. Boston should have actually won that series in about five or six games. Mm. That's what scares me. They had more bullets in the clip than the Raptors did. Yeah, so yeah. They, the Raptors didn't really have those two guys. Kawhi's gone. Siakam had a terrible series. And Kyle Lowry was is not consistent enough. He he, he has he good moments. Yeah, he was solid. And y'all about almost lost if Siakam would have kept his head straight and just passed the ball. That's all he had to do. Let the ball leave his hands like a hot potato. If that would happen, Boston would have lost. So that scares me. Them going against the Heat. Mm. They got a squad of bucket winners. <laughs> They got a team of bucket givers. But Boston, the deeper, they have better players than the Heat. But Boston, for some reason, got this choke thing about them. And, and, and Gordon Haywood is coming back, right? I don't know, but it, yeah. I, I expect to see him. Yeah, they, they just said Gordon Haywood uh, came back. He's being quarantined right now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, I uh, uh, he definitely will be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. They got the team, but uh, it, it, they can't be going back and forth with the Heat sharing one game apiece, and it goes seven. If it goes seven, I think they need to get it just because the Boston got a has a, a choke factor about them. Um, they get a bit tight themselves in the, in the, the way. LeBron was able to. The Cavs had no business beating Boston. What was that, 2018? Mm-hmm. What was that, 2018? Right. Or 20, they had no It was 2018. Business. LeBron and the Cavaliers had no business beating Boston. Boston was a contender to me. I thought they were going all the way and was going to take the Warriors to seven games. And that's when they had Isaiah Thomas as the point guard. But they choked. But they choked. All in the fourth quarter. They clinched up and LeBron took advantage and he closed you out in the fourth. He, he closed you out. Points. Yeah. Because he had the experience and the poise. And, and, and I, 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 so I don't think they want to go back and forth with the Heat if they do. Give me the Heat. But I expect 
Boston. Boston needs to get this thing done, get it done quick. They got the guys, they got better players, they got the defense, the deep total package, and possibly NBA champion. Oh, okay. They are possibly an NBA champion. People who are this in the East. No, no, no. Boston is legit. Okay. But the Kang gonna have something to say about that. <laughs> That's Kane. the only problem. I see. Kane. So, uh-uh. so, so not to cut you off, but uh, who, who, who do you see coming out of the East and who do you see coming out of the West? So that, that NBA Finals matchup. On paper, Boston. Heart, but uh, let me go with my logical mind right now. I'm going to go with Boston on paper. Just too much. Too many bullets in the club. Come out of the West. I might have to go with the LA Lakers. But it does scare me if they have to face the Nuggets. But I'm going to go with the L.A. Lakers. L.A. Lakers in Boston. Boston. Lakers and versus know, Celtics. And I know what the, yeah, I, and I know what the deciding factor for you with the Lakers is, is the Kane. And, and, and that's, and that's what's, what's putting you up. That's what's putting you over over the top with your decision. And, and I, I see what you're doing, and, and it's not just because LeBron James. I think it's because he's the more experienced player on, uh, in in the matchup between the Nuggets and the Lakers, so so you put your money yeah. where your mouth is, and so so to speak. Uh, but I, no, the, the Nuggets scare me, but I don't expect the Nuggets to really make it. But the but experience Clippers. experience typically wins in the championships. You know that's why you don't really see teams that make it to the championship the first time win it. It's yeah. usually uh, a repeat. They usually have to go get there a second time in order to win a championship. And I'll tell you what, I get the Clippers. Well, man, we've had a great conversation on tonight, chopping it up with my good friend Tier Lewis, two preachers and a basketball. Before we end, who ends up with the championship? Uh, on your end, who, who who wins it all? The ultimate champion in the NBA. Who is hoisting that trophy in this bubble uh, in this 2020 season? Barring injury, uh, I'm gonna have to tip my hat off to the Lakers on this one. Man, before the season started, I was Clippers all day. When the playoffs were going, Clippers all day, but. I've seen enough from the Clippers to know, like Marcus Moore said, we believe our we believe in our hype but not actually producing. Yeah. yeah it was Clippers. I, 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 give me LA. LeBron is always a safe pick against in the finals as long as it ain't Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry and all those boys like that. He's the safe pick. He's the safe pick. Well, running into star-studded Warriors team. Man, uh, for me, um, uh, I, I want to say the Clippers begin again because uh, the, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and, and I, I, I think that that he's a machine when it comes to 
um, when it comes to his will, willing a game. And, and you have players like that that can will a game. You know, when I watch Michael Jordan and watch Kobe Bryant and players like them who just – just took over a game and said, you know what, we're not losing. And we're not losing because I refuse to lose. And you don't have, you don't see those kinds of players that often. And uh, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, I think, is one of those players. He is. He is. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the Clippers the edge in that respect because when Kawhi turns it on, there's very few players in the league that can turn him off. And uh, and so, have to come back on this one, guys. Man, I've enjoyed chopping it up with my good friend Tier Lewis on three. I'm sorry, two preachers and the basketball. We've been chopping it up about the NBA, the NFL, and the return of college football, guys. We have enjoyed uh, talking tonight. You might see this again very very soon. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, how about you, man? What, what what are your thoughts about this before we uh, before we close up? Oh yeah, man! I had a good time, man. Uh, this is what we do. This is how we talk. This is how we chop it up, right? And enjoy myself. Absolutely, yeah. Good brothers, good brothers, hang together, talking about Christ and talking about hoops and 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 talking about uh, football and everything in between. So. Uh, again, guys, thanks for tuning in to the three, uh, the two preachers and a basketball edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We come back. We're going to give you our thought of the week. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? 
Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. What's cracking planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show of the Week. Tonight's start of the week comes from the NBA, the NFL, and MLB players talking about Black Lives Matter and the problem of police brutality in the black community. You're going to hear from players like running back Ezekiel Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys, Odell Beckham Jr. from the Cleveland Browns, Patrick Mahomes quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and many, many others. LeBron James from the L.A. Lakers, Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder talking about and discussing this growing problem of police brutality in the black community, racism and racial injustice in America and what can we do about it? Take a listen. It's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? What if I was George Floyd? 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 I am George Floyd. I am. I am Ahmaud Arbery. I am Eric Garner. I am Tamir Rice. I am Trayvon Martin. I am Walter Scott. I am Michael Brown. I am Samuel Du Bois. I am Frank Smart. I'm Philip White. I am Jordan Baker. We will not be silenced. We assert our rights. Peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. So, on behalf of the National Football League, this is what we 
the players would like to hear you state. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit wrong and silencing our players from peacefully protesting. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. We've been told that our peaceful pleas were not made at the right time, at the right place, in the right way. We've been told to wait. But we remember when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. warned us that the word wait has almost always meant never. We will wait no longer. We'll make our voices louder. For all of us who can. And for all of those who could not. Eight minutes and 46 seconds is enough time to lift a knee. To do what is right. To say something. To acknowledge the pain of the black community. You have cheered for us, but we need you to cheer with us now. When we need you most. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. It's our cheer for change. It's your cheer for us. It's these cheers that will unite us. One team. One dream. Be the change. I'm a black man, 23 years old. I don't know all the answers, but I feel how everybody else is feeling. Right now, I, I would say I feel disturbed. A lot of times I feel angry. What do we want? This is something that we've been dealing with for a long time. As a black man, I'm fed up, tired. I want change now. If you're an African-American and you can't even be safe in your own home, then where do you feel safe? We need to change people's hearts. It's a mindset. It goes beyond just what we see on camera. Enough is enough. This means too much to all of us. Man, this, this, this moment is big. It's a lot. To be in this situation today, the same situation we was in five years ago, same situation we was in 10 years ago, and so on and so forth. It's just an ongoing cycle. We will not be silent. It's taken a very long time to get this sort of momentum going, and it, it can't be lost. There's so much to change. Discrimination, profiling, these things have to stop. We will not let up. I will never be silent or a distraction. We can still play basketball. But at the end of the day, social justice has to be had. We will turn pain into progress. We have to find a way to, to come together as a whole. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. We're all in this fight together. The question is, how can I help? How can I step into this moment in time? Our country's not going to go back to normal. Like, there's going to be a new normal. And right now, we're going to decide what that normal is going to be. We want our lives to be valued as much as everybody else. You know, we don't think that we're better. We want to be seen as equals. And, you know, to this point, we haven't. One man can I don't care what happens as far as these games or uh, our life comes back to normal or whatnot. Things aren't going to change until we sort of make them change. And we will make change.
guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's thought of the week coming from uh, these powerful young athletes, African-American young men that are standing up and using their platform to speak truth to power. Shouts out to all of them for doing what they can during this movement. Thank, thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with us doing the Two Preachers and a Basketball show on tonight. Shouts out to my good friend, minister and enthusiast, Tierra Lewis, for being on the show, man. Thank you so much for chopping it up with us. We got to do this again. I like it. I love it. I hope you did, too, as well. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with us. I know we talk sports from top to bottom. We told you that from the beginning. I told you guys, so you should have been prepared. <laughs> Two preachers and a basketball. We're going to do this again, so stay tuned for that. Well, guys, that is our show for tonight. I hope you take some time out and tune in to us each and every week, Tuesdays at 8 p.m., everywhere you listen to your podcasts on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Tune in wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us, and you can also listen to us on the Detroit Praise Network website and and the app as well. So guys, uh, we are so excited about this platform and what God is continuing to do for us. So be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show. In fact, we're going to be talking to radio legend and icon John Mason, the, the voice of the Detroit Pistons. That's right, guys. That's going to be our next show. And we had a great time. I can't wait to share that interview with you. Well, until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.